pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Hello and welcome back to your Kinetically podcast for manifesting your abundant life. I'm so glad to have all you guys back with us today. If you'd like to receive an occasional encouraging text message, just text the word Kinetic to 844-844-0049. StephenCanyon.com is the website. Follow us on Instagram at StephenCanyon and make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Video of the podcast is also now available on the website. Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello. Happy Hour Friday. Happy Friday. (laughs) It got here in a hurry this week, didn't it? Yes. I hope we don't confuse people with that. It's technically Thursday, but it's Hour Friday. It's very possible that we are confusing some people because uh, I got got an email today and it said, Happy Friday. So I don't know, but it's possible that that's exactly what we're doing. I love someone emailing, like, I know what's up. uh, This is a disclaimer that it's not not my fault. (laughs) This is a disclaimer. You might be confused. You're, You're confused. I'm not. Anyway, what's uh, up with you? How are you today? Fantastic. I This is your sweatshirt, and I love it. It looks good. It looks better on you than it, it does looks, me. Doesn't it look like, sure. uh, like Jackson Pollock or something? It does look like something you would have thrown some paint on. I think it's very cool. It actually fits you good. We got caught out in the rain today. We did. I bequeath the sweater to you. Is you that, do? You, I, can you bequeath something? Yeah, but I don't want you to do that because I'm not going to want it anymore if you, it's mine. You want to just take it. Correct. You've always been like that. Don't tell me what to do and don't tell me what I can and cannot have. Correct. <laughs> Did I get that right? You, you nailed that one, Stephen. <laughs> well, it, you, change, it changes everything because I, I just told you what you are. So yeah. now you can't be that. Well, let's do some highest viewpoints here and uh, call it a wrap. I hope everyone was enlightened and edified. Your height is perfect. My height. Your hairs, they are perfect. Your nose, it's perfect. You know, as a kinetic believer, we actually get to say that and believe it. Well, if you could choose your height, and actually you can, but let's say you can't. Let's say that most people haven't, and you didn't. (laughs) What would you choose for a height for yourself? Mm. Maybe one where people would take me a little more seriously. Oh, come on. Everybody <laughs> takes you seriously. You, you t- do you take tall people seriously? Yes. Really? They could beat me up. Explain yourself. <laughs> well, you just did. They can beat you up. Come no, on. no, but really, there's a there really is something <clears throat> that you sense as a as a short person if you don't have heels on and you're just sort of, you know, looking up at everyone. In a meeting or something. It, it's strange. But is it not true that some of the most powerful people physically in, in the history of history were short? I mean, yeah. Napoleon? You have a Napoleon <laughs> complex, that kind of stuff. Overcompensate? <clears throat> Much. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Um, uh, no, honestly, though, I think if I, if I did want to be taller, it would probably be clothing related. You know, just a height where you could just buy normal people pants and they would fit. <laughs> Because I have to get everything him. But now, aren't clothes still relative to the the size of the person? Well, there I mean, is like a standard height, though. I think they they typically make pants, for example, for like five seven, five eight height. Do they really? They do really. Yes. In in all countries, everywhere in the world. Well, it's an average height. Well, how do we know? It's an average height an average that they height. target. So you're saying five eight? Yeah, but I mean, hmm. I don't really care that I'm short, so it's not that big a deal. Would you want to be over six feet tall? Absolutely not. What if you could be? You could go, I'm 6'1". Uh, 
I could be a model. <laughs> you are a model. <laughs> Not at five two. <laughs> well, but you know something. That's actually, inter- that's an in, interesting question. In photography, I am always well often surprised at how it's a, someone's height when you find out what they are according to what you've been seeing in media or in oh, print yeah. and well like um who, who maybe tom cruise is a good example he's tom pretty cruise. short well, so many actors yeah. um, are male and female they're they're short now um and a supermodel um, compared to tall kate moss she's only like five seven so well that's that's kind of average height for a woman isn't it <laughs> I think so. But she's a model, right? Right, but that's what I'm saying. She, oh, okay. she does the catwalk thing. So it's an interesting question, but I don't. I like my height. I don't. I don't mind. I like everything about how I how I look. Well, like Dolly Parton, she's she's <laughs> tall, isn't she? Dolly Parton is amazing. <laughs> I have to say, I've never seen one interview or anything with her where she wasn't just ridiculously wise, and I've never seen someone hmm. so certain of who they are and who they want to be that's true of her she she knows what she's about she is amazing that is true yeah i love it mm, she, she's having fun too i think it's important to have fun with you know the physical body you've been given for sure <laughs> for sure we're all having fun <laughs> here we are hey i want to say a few things today about releasing well, uh, what excuse me would what? you like to be taller would i like to be taller i don't think so i, I actually tall. i got to the height that i wanted to be yeah um, Would you want to be shorter? No. No. <laughs> no. Well, unless it comes with a complex. <laughs> Where you could rule the world. <laughs> if only I was Game shorter, changer. I could let's, be president. Let's shave a few inches off and see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. But I do. That's actually funny. Yeah. If, if I, you know, I do want to talk about and say, say some things today about releasing your spirit of excellence into your life. And if Ooh. you do that, height no longer matters, does it? No, it does not. Nothing matters beyond Nothing that. Nothing matters. Not if you are um, transcending and building upon that spirit of excellence. That is inside of everyone. Mm-hmm. No one is absent a spirit of excellence. It's already been sown within you. And wow. one of the first things that that I know, well, I hear from a lot of people is they'll ask the question, why am I here? Meaning, on this planet, why was I born? What is my, which goes right in line with what is my purpose? Why am I? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? And you know, actually, I can remember, and I mentioned this to you maybe it was a year ago, but I can remember the first time I asked that question. Yeah. I was six years old, eating lunch in my school cafeteria at the age of six, and I was sitting beside a Mark Allen. And who was sipping chocolate milk through a straw while I was just yapping away, <laughs> which is not a bad combination, actually, I think. Just just let me talk and drink your chocolate milk. But I was I said to Mark, I said, hey, you know what? I just realized we are really we're somebody, you and me. We're going to grow up and be somebody, you and me. And he's just <laughs> drinking his milk. And I said, but Mark, you know, we have a we're going to be have we're very important people. And he just kept drinking. And I think it probably changed his life forever. But and I'm going to run with that. But <laughs> but I can remember, and, and it's just amazing. A snapshot. I can I can still remember if I were to walk in that school cafeteria right now, I could point out the table, this where I was sitting, and the where everybody. It's just a snapshot of realization that we have a purpose. We're here on this planet to. 
um, live that, live out that purpose. And by doing so, we allow that um, spirit of excellence within us to transcend the lower state of being, to reveal the genius of purpose uh, for the life that we're living. Because every single human being on this planet was sent here for a universal purpose, and it's unique to you. And it's a plan which has already been established, and your purpose while here in the, uh, the land of the living is to agree with it. You don't have to create it. You don't have to come up with it. You don't need to conjure it. You don't need to sit down and, and decide what it should be or should not be. It already is. Your job, my job, is to align with uh, align with what it is by aligning our actions with our purpose. Mm. So here we are, and we are called to move into our light. Light has been light on the inside of everyone, which holds within it the the spiritual DNA, the genetic DNA of your genius of purpose, which is made up and contained within the vessel of the light that is within. And rather your genius is to fulfill the experience of being a life coach, of being some kind of a teacher or a great architect. If you are a living, breathing human being, and I would wager that you are, then there is a divine purpose for your life that will further the advancement of this planet, of the people that know you, of the people that don't know you, the advancement of the entire universe when you step into that. When you're talking about calling in the light and calling in this level of excellence that we're going to adhere to, is that from within or are we calling that in from the universe? Well, it's already been sown within. In fact, the, the gestation of excellence, and I use the word gestation because it's it's seated there and it's waiting for you and that that essence of that excellence for it, it's there for perfecting the masterpiece of creation that you are and it was and has been in fact that that excellence was cast as the seed of the light into every human creative all over the world and to inhabit um, and spread out uniquely, divinely appointed throughout the planet, all over the world, and and assigned to be in various homes and offices and schools and cities and and to inhabit farms, and that light in the vessels for unique purposes have been sown into uh, Montenegro and Scotland, Albania, New Zealand, England, Canada, Africa, seeds of light and love strategically have been located all around this planet for a divine purpose. Mm. But you know what? To succeed in moving, though, kind of what I want to get into here is to be successful in moving into your light. It's it's not as simple as acknowledging that you know what your purpose is. It's not as easy as me saying, "Hey, Mark Allen, um, you're going to you're going to be like a, a president or something one day." It's not that, not at all. To be effective and to fulfill your your authentic genius of purpose for your life, you have to determine every single day to agree with the excellence that is already you. You have to determine to agree with, to stride with beyond the limits of what you can see and beyond the limits of the limitations of what other people have been telling you that you've been believing in order to go ahead and begin to press into the wisdom of the divine function of excellence within the light that is already within you. For example, 
Well, the life of Jesus was one of excellence, and it was one that laid the foundation for him moving into his light. And so once you realize this, once you once you know how to awaken, to identify with your truth, you enter into the compelling flow of pursuing the excellence of your light in every aspect of your life, not just in a couple of ways, not just in the mannerisms you, you come to the dinner table with, but it's in every area of your life. <laughs> and so what is the excellence that I'm referring to? The, well, understand it this way. The, the root of the word excellence is excel, which means to uh, rise to the highest place in accomplishments or achievement, to be distinguishable by superiority. The spirit of excellence that is within you does everything with the highest quality and purest integrity. In other words, it is it it is never less than or mediocre in any way at all. Excellence continually stands above the ego. The way that you're parsing out excellence and describing it to us today, it keeps giving me the the sense that it always needs to be shared. And it's always going to need to be, otherwise it's sort of dead on the vine. Um, is that accurate? Is that, Am I picking up on something that's accurate? Well, the, the accurate way to say this would be that a life lived in a spirit of excellence is shared by uh, default. It doesn't mm-hmm. need to be. It just is. Mm-hmm. It's like the uh, light from the sun is shared by all within the presence of the sun, and it doesn't have to be uh, dished out to whomever would receive it. So in life, for example, a spirit of excellence is revealed mm-hmm. when a, a, a desire to reach beyond the mental constructs of noise and confusion and failure and arguments and reasonings and worry, doubt, fear, all those things. When you put pressure on your higher self to stand, having done all else, you continue to stand, willing to stand forever. You never have to stand for long in alignment with your genius of purpose with the universe rather than, well, for you could, another way of saying it is rather than trying to get God to do something, this is when your spirit of excellence becomes you. Mm-hmm. And the metaphysical substance of excellence is then attracted to rearrange the circumstances of all of your pursuits in alignment with what the Creator has already done and rested from what He was doing. Does that make sense? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well, good. But yes. <laughs> well, George Eliot, who wrote the classic novel, Middlemarch, in the um, early 19th century, who was actually Mary Evans writing under the pen of George. But she said that it is never too late to be what you might have been. Mm, yeah. That is objectively true because every human being is already. And that's why you don't have to teach an old dog new tricks. The new tricks were never old. And they remain with the old dog from day one until forever. The authentic of human being excellence already is. And it's, in other words, within that excellence, within the light within, you are all you can ever be already, which is infinitely more than um, anyone will ever actually become as we, as we draw out the excellence of what can already be into the into 
manifestation into the empirical forms around us. I want to better understand the gestation process of the seeded excellence that's within us. Is this something that, because I know you already told us that, you know, we, we need to spend every day agreeing with the excellence that's already within us. But I'm wondering, are there alternative uh, external ways and even internal ways to to nourish and water that seed of excellence, whether it's through action or word, or what are some day in, day out practical uh, things we can participate in to, to make sure that gestation is, is continuing on? Well, of course, there's a journaling and then being in constant, continuous awareness of your modalities of kinetic belief to, to work in the imaginations from your highest viewpoints and your desires and to continually live a life of gratitude. That's a good one. Not just speak, I'm grateful, but there is an action to gratitude that's also imperative to working out the excellence of life that's already within you. Mm. And so... You know, there is action to that. And, and an interesting thing about action, action is always being cued from what you see within, not without. Even though action is, it, it's a, uh, it, it's something that's taking place in the, in the natural. It can be seen. You can see the kinetic energetics of an action. Mm-hmm. It's still being, uh, uh, connected to divinely from a, with a person who's operating in the, the, uh, action of faith the 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 faith is the key ingredient to activating the vector that's going to be attracting the substance of what you believe and so you have a person of who's living out the expectations of enlightenment who's manifesting their light who's who's revealing through their the power of their belief their spirit of excellence well, here you've got somebody that's never going to have to say, hey, guess what, everybody? I'm enlightened. You believe me, don't you? I'm an enlightened person. I've, I'm transcended. Everybody over here, I'm an enlightened person. No more than you will ever have to force success. An enlightened person has to do neither one of those. A kinetic believer simply allows the the excellence of light within to do the promoting of their life to attract and to manifest the the dreams of their childhood and one of my favorite parts of of finishing a painting is when it's all dry and you get to put the glaze on at the end because it makes the whole thing completely come to life all the little dull spots they become glossy and and vibrant and i feel like that's how you're presenting this spirit of excellence, that it's not just for one task. Because when you first spoke the word excellence at the beginning of the podcast, my my first thought was, okay, I'm going to attach that to a skill, a talent. But you quickly got rid of that mindset for me. And now I see it as this overarching, really beautiful way to just blanket your entire life with, and it will affect everything, and it can affect everything. A good way to see that, and it's a great point, Meg, because a good way to see this and to imagine it is to liken it to light, Mm -hmm. excellence being light. Light is all-encompassing, isn't it? It it envelops. And a spirit of excellence is a life that does not plan to fail. So it's not directed into one particular endeavor that says, well, I can be successful at this in my spirit of excellence, and we'll see what happens over here. It's holistically excellent. And so in in that way, to plan to fail is just to identify with failure. But whatever you identify with, that is what will become uh, become of you. You released a blog today, a new blog that um, 
was really profound and it was teaching us how to live a life that is above and not beneath anything and everything. And I, I feel like this is fitting in perfectly with that because that spirit of excellence is just keeping you on top. It's keeping you above the the noise, the fear, all of it, because part of that blog is is you told us you instructed us to be the the leader of your life and never a follower. You have to make sure that you know you're the main event, you're the main character in your story, and those seem to really fit well together. Well, now because all of a sudden when you're leading your life, you're no longer in the cast of characters that come alphabetized. You just are. You're in your genius, and it doesn't. Yeah. It, it, and the the endeavor is no longer uh, imperative to an, an order. In other words, whatever your genius is, it, maybe it's to be an encourager. Maybe your genius is as a, a life coach, a parent, uh, whatever it is. That is the true assignment of your one-of-a-kind, unique identity. Mm-hmm. So you now dedicate yourself to the spirit of your excellence that's within you. And success, relative to the um, uh, light that's within you, your genius of purpose will then elevate every area of your life. And until then, there, until then, there's always going to be something missing. Is this excellence, and I understand it as a seed and it has this gestation period, is this something that we achieve and then, and then sort of carry that level of excellence with us? Or is it something we're always working to grow into? Or can we just, you know, arrive and, and be there? It's always in your present moment, so you're not going to arrive anywhere to find it. Mm. It's where you are. It's within you. And then when you move to the excellence that is within you by agreeing with your purpose fulfilled, Mm. not to be fulfilled, but to imagining to see it already done, all that you are, all that you could ever be, all that you were ever created for already is. And so the present tense of this moment is where you imagine to see it already fulfilled and the action of your gratitude. And it's, it's by not turning to the left or turning to the right. Once you determine the the mission within your light, within your being, you will become aware of uh, uh, that it's it's not it's not what you're doing, it's not what you were created with a genius to do, it's not even what you wished you had done, but it is what your spirit of excellence was designed to do. That is your everything. All other things will will just be there to test your resolve, to test your gratitude for your excellence that already is. Are there markers that we can look for to so that we can know beyond any doubt that we have achieved this spirit of excellence and that we're activating it in the present moment at all times? The best marker that I know of, Maggie, would be just an attitude of never, ever going. I am never going to turn back. Mm-hmm. I am never going. I am totally committed. That yeah. is that is a high marker. When you can finally say that and make a total no quit, no turn back forever commitment to your light, fulfilling your one of a kind genius there that will be the most exciting thing that you have ever done that would be the indicator the marker that you have arrived into the present tense of your moment of excellence mm-hmm. and, and and the best part of all this is is that you fulfill the purpose of your excellence in the presence of the moment that you're dwelling within so it's not going to take five more years so if you're <laughs> right. 102 don't worry about it It's no issue. If you're 105, it's okay. As long as you've got your moment, you have everything you'll ever need to operate 
within to draw out the the perfected essence of the light of your excellence. This reminds me of something that you, you recently told me, and I think you said it on the podcast a while ago. But you told us that a, a completely different life is as close as our breath. It's as close as the next words that we speak. And I feel like that goes hand in hand with what you just said, which is so beautiful. Mm, that's so true. And it is as close as your breath because it's in you. It, you don't have to go somewhere to get it. Mm. And even as intimate as that is and as intimate as that sounds, every person's genius of purpose was established at the very moment of inflation, the Big Bang that manifested all things with a spirit of excellence and scattered it throughout the universe. Mm. And, and as isolated as, as you may think that you are in your one-of-a-kind genius, you were not left on your own. You're not isolated in it. Mm. No one is. <laughs> it's, it's amazing at the company that we keep, if you only knew. Because the universe has provided the power, it's provided the, f- the, the, the furnished the awareness, the intellect for the proper use of the tools of your ego that we talk about all the time, and has equipped every single person with everything that you will ever need to fulfill the spirit of your excellence. So you're not in this game by yourself. You'll never be alone. In fact, you've got an army of witnesses uh, within the light within that are there to champion and encourage and celebrate you in your perfected walk of manifestations. One of my favorite things about today's podcast right now is I feel like you're making a case for the fact that we can achieve this level of excellence, that you're sitting us down and it's like you've you've put a case together and you're presenting it to us in a way that we can truly be convinced because I know that before you become a kinetic believer or even at the very beginning, that level of commitment can be difficult because it feels wrong. It doesn't feel possible. It doesn't feel true. The noise of the world and of other people in your old life, it's just so loud. And that's the that's been the majority of your experiences. And so convincing us in this way that's backed up by science and knowledge and a way that resonates with our spirit is is so profound and you know it's it's dangerous to the negative ego. Well, that's right. And, and the the negative ego is always going to continue to point to the, all of the noise and all of the the uh, the distractions that are out there and the seeming challenges that those mountains that seem like they're just totally in the way of you pursuing mm. excellence. Yeah. It's going to point to all that and say, "See, Maggie, you've got to achieve this. You've got to work really hard at this. You, you're going to have to be really smart. Yeah. And you 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 should have wished you were over six feet tall because." You're going to need to kick some butt in order for you to be successful and all that kind of stuff. And But you do have a part, and your part is, it's not to achieve anything. Your part is to make a decision to be 100% in. Your part is to be dedicated to your genius. Your part is to, to make the daily determination to aggressively pursue the light of prosperity that's already within you. And your part is to maintain now the excellence that is your life as a way of your life. I love that our part is not to achieve anything. I mean, if that's not opposite of what culture teaches us and tries to get us to buy into, I mean, I just love the 180 that we get to turn to when we become kinetic believers. Yes, and because we don't have to achieve anything, I keep showing up here every day loving what I do. As soon as I found out I can come to work here and be a KB and not achieve anything, I said, sign me up. I'm in. 
But no, <laughs> seriously, true. the spirit of excellence just means to be single-minded. It means to be stoically pressed into one direction. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're riding a horse without a single destination in mind, well, you'll just be zigzagging around riding in circles like you usually do. <laughs> it's <And> true. <laughs> I don't care where I'm going. But you're, well, you're not going anywhere, right? <laughs> because, but when you have the singleness of purpose – and everything you do on the back of that horse then begins to <laughs> move you in that one direction of destination um, out there on the ranch, wherever that is. <laughs> out in the paddock, that's a circle. <laughs> right. I, I knew something was wrong. <laughs> there, Maggie, there's a verse in the book of James which says, uh, The one who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. Wow. For let not that person suppose that they will receive anything. He is a double-minded person, unstable in all their ways. And that's powerful because it's accurate and true as that is. It it means that if you are not single-minded about your genius, if you hesitate, you will not have any definite direction for the actions of your highest belief. Mm -hmm. In other words, it's not what you do. And, and this is hard for a lot of people to get. It is not what you do. It's, it's that you activate the light within you in that which you are doing. And then the light attracts change, not you. Change that aligns with your the desires of your heart, with the, the purpose of your excellence. The light shines from within the movement of you, the determined actions of you, and the light illuminates that as a, a vector to attract increase into your life so that you become more of the original intention for you. You know, I have to say, I really needed this today. My heart, my mind needed this word of truth and and really revelation knowledge because it's just so, so so easy to slip into the mindset of working hard, even when it comes to self-improvement and spiritual growth. So being reminded and being able to stand in that wisdom that, you know, we become the light and the light attracts, the light attracts. That's, well, it's, it's so powerful and it, and it almost feels like a salve, you know, a balm to, to a wound or something, something that's been opened up and it's not supposed to be there. And, and we just get to rest in this knowledge of who we really are and how all of this actually works. Well, the reason it becomes so complicated and difficult as the ego begins to talk to you is because early yeah. on in life, you know, at the age of three, you've got a grown-up, you know, a big face in your little face saying, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do when you get out of college? You know, and you're still uh, a crumb cruncher. Mm-hmm. How do you know anything? But you grow up thinking action, 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 do, do, do. Yeah. Most people are always wondering what it is that they are supposed to do. Double-minded people are being led by the imaginations of potential failure in their doing. Do that. And if you do it right, you'll be successful. If you don't do it right, well, you'll get fired. Yeah. Well, how's that for pressure, Mr. Ego? But that's what double-mindedness is, and and it's being led by imaginations of potential failure your entire life. Mm. And so now you're operating your life in the fear of your abilities, or lack thereof. But they they do this by—and people will counter uh, that by, for example, over-planning in their life, by trying to outsmart potential failure— and by trying to outplan um, fear 
fear of the unknown. By, and by doing that, what they do is they create in their mind a, a definition for failure. And the, the issue there is there's no such thing as failure until you create a definition for failure, which in, because it doesn't really exist mm. until until the ego breathes life into the into Frankenstein's monster of failure. Now it's alive. And what you have created a life within now comes against that, that monster will hunt you down and it will keep searching for you until it slaps you up the face with failure. That's so, I I love the way that you just put that, reminding us that when we are presented with what most in our past would label as failure or a problem, it only is so if we say it's so. And I mean, (laughs) which is so, I mean, I don't want to say it's funny, but it's just amazing how we are constantly presented with the opportunity to completely destroy our lives. Well, it is funny. Laugh at it. You know, (laughs) smile, smile. Say, I see you little ego and I I see you Frankenstein's (laughs) monster and no, you're not going to scare me i have a question about double-mindedness the uh, quote that you took us through about being tossed to and throw throw like you're in the waves was so visual which i love um when that's happening when we're being double-minded we have not fully committed to the vision and the belief to manifest something Mm -hmm. i'm curious about what's happening on the other side where the universe is concerned um are is that sort of our version of like making an appointment with the universe and then sort of standing it up all the time. Because obviously when we speak something, the universe is responding, but then we stop, we go the other direction. What's happening on the other 50% side when we do that? Well, it's a beautiful question because, well, number one, you don't need to make an appointment with the universe. The universe is waiting on you. The universe is always there and it's not somewhere else. And in fact, it's as close as your breath. The universe is upholding all things in the immutable uh, retention of the extravagance that it's warehousing for you. And so it's instantly available. And as long as, but here's the deal, as long as you're making provision in the ego, you're making provision for failure, you're making provision for not showing up to the universe and saying, hey, I'm here to get what was created for me. A KB, uh, an effective, successful KB never makes provision for failure. It's not on the calendar. And you will never find an enlightened kinetic believer playing nine inning games of anything. A KB plays until they win. There, there's no end to it. We don't. There's not a time limit on when you should be receiving the the effects of what you've been kinetically believing for, or how. I know you've taken us through that before. That believing in the final result, but then having ultimate flexibility in however the universe chooses to get that to you is important as well. The how is your effort, and the. The, the the fact that it is, and it already is, is the effort of the universe, with, which is effortless on your part. Our part is the belief, and the effort which has already been put out there, it, it comes through the law of attraction, through the power of belief, and it manifests to change circumstances, and it will create the forms of whatever you believe to see. When, when you are operating in the state of excellence, in higher consciousness, and because it's always going to be following the light of your sentient ex, uh, essence, wherever you take that. So again, it doesn't matter if you go north, east, south, west, if you're in South Africa, if you are in New Zealand, in the United States, wherever you are, the, the, the essence of your 
sentient light is going to draw exactly what your purpose is from your genius while you are here operating in the expectations of the manifestation of that. You really just spoke to something that I know we've heard from a lot of people. And I know in my own life, I used to have a lot of trouble understanding this. Um, The question of, of, you, you know, you're, you're presented with a crossroads in life. You can go north or you can go south. And you've, you really feel the pressure of, I want to make the right decision. I want to go to the right place. I want to follow the right path. But according to what you just said, we're released from that pressure because it's the spirit of excellence and light following us wherever we go. And so all of a sudden, we can't really make wrong decisions. When anytime you're, you're saying to yourself, I need to make the right, I need to make the right, I need to make the right, you've made the wrong three times. It has nothing to do with the directive, the direction, where you are, when you are there. It has everything to do with the universe working as a fully functional partner in covenant relationship with you to do whatever's required to get the substance of your beliefs to you. You don't have to, can you imagine? I mean, if you think about it in terms of perspective, to think that you need to travel five miles for the universe to be able to reach you is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is five miles in relation to a, an eternal universe that has the substance of everything you'll ever require? Going down the street doesn't do it. The action of going down the street does. The action of going five miles does. Not the destination five miles, but the action mm-hmm. that is a connected to your belief and your imagination and desire and your gratitude and, and of course, the words you're speaking and all of that in alignment with the action mm-hmm. in faith with the expectation to see that is the thing that manifests. Wow. This is a way of life. Because if it's not a way of life, the ego, look, the ego is on automatic overdrive. The ego doesn't stop with or without your permission. The ego keeps doing what the ego is going to do. And it, it does a lot of planning on its own, by the way. Thank you very much. Whether you're planning or not, the ego is always planning. And if you spend any amount of time Considering the arguments of the plans that are showing up from your ego, the double-mindedness that we're talking about (laughs) makes a mess of the manifested experiences that you're going to be having and going. It's a revolving door into the noise, out of the noise, into the noise, out of the noise. Mm. Wow. You were created, everyone was created to align with a particular expression of light on the earth. And the spirit of excellence will lead you through the unctions of intuition into attracting overwhelming success and to experiences that are so far beyond anything that you could ever imagine from the purview of the ego, that is. The ego can't go there. The ego can't see beyond what it can see. So that's why I say all the time, it's beyond anything that you can think of or imagine. And so that's why... All of us came into the natural with a unique genius to be able to recognize the voice that guides you, the the unctions that instruct you, that keep you on the transcended path to excellence. Mm. When you when you purpose to look within and to follow the unctions that appear in the wake of your questions, you've got to have the question. Ask the question, the answer comes. If you don't, well, you're left to your own. You will find yourself enlightened with the answer to challenge, uh, to any challenge that will ever, ever show up in your life. The answer is already there. And so the answer comes when the challenge is there and it 
redirects your way of life and redirects your expectations, actually, which redirects the way of life. Excellence in this life. Think about it this way. It requires awareness of the excellent spirit within all you do. We have a part to play in this. Everything is in a covenant relationship with that light within us. You can't expect the the light, in other words, to transcend you above your lower state of being into higher consciousness and come in and run the vacuum cleaner and clean the place up. Excellence requires a it's a partnership with the excellent spirit that is within all you do. And in other words, this is a life lived in the action of expressed gratitude that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Gratitude that's expressed through an action. In other words, effective gratitude for manifesting is not in word only. It's not just something you write down in your journal only. For example, this means that your home will be neat and clean. It means that your car is not going to spill McDonald bags uh, and, and bottles out when you open up the door. <laughs> you, the light of excellence within you will produce unctions of desire for your home and for every area of your life to operate in in an actual organized way of excellence. I think it's fascinating how excellence, like so many other kinetic belief attributes, they permeate every crevice and niche of your entire life. And that's the mm. that's the tag. That's the mm. the marker that shows us how true this is and that it's not just fruit, it's actually welling up from deep within us and and then moving out and changing everything. Yeah, you're responding to the light of excellence within you by aligning with it, mm. by agreeing with it. You can't be a mess in the external and excellent within and, and expect there to be a transcendent awareness of the light that is within. Uh, yes. I was just going to say that what I love about what, what you're saying right now is that it it's it's coming from within it's coming from our that that focus on the spirit of excellence and then it's just changing everything mm. because I just love how that really points to the motivation, motivation behind kinetic belief because you can clean up your car, for example, um, like you're describing, but when you do it from the spirit of excellence, it's just it just happens and it's just happening because you're creating this environment within yourself to make it happen as opposed to, you know, the grueling task of cleaning out your car because you just think it's the right thing to do. It's different. No, you're excited about it because excellence is becoming you. You know, you can go camping out into the forest all by yourself, spend a weekend there and then alone you're rolling up and cleaning your campsite and and you've got an unction to leave it better than the way you found it. There's no one around to see you do that, but excellence is becoming you. It's You're enlightened to it, and the presence of it is overwhelming you. And now there's that, that uh, sentient way of being and connecting in oneness with the higher state of being that's being expressed through you and the way that you are uh, interconnected with nature, interconnected with the, the planet on which you're living. And so, you know, our part again in this, it's, it's not the doing, it's the action and it's the faith you're putting behind. And imagine what your actions, for example, would feel like, actions of excellence. Imagine what that would feel like to you. Imagine what it actually would look like, even in, just take the camping scenario. Imagine what that would look like. See yourself in that uh, character of excellence. What does that even look like? See excellence in your surroundings by 
becoming excellent-minded when you take a hike or uh, you're forest bathing, walking a path, walking in a garden somewhere. Be excellent-minded. What do you see that's excellent? Imagine it in the, the dealings of your business on a phone call. Maybe it's just to Mama and Dim. Maybe it's to um, <laughs> maybe it's a business call. And in the way that you speak to a server in a restaurant, to a stranger on the street, or to a child, or speak to a puppy that you run into or see out somewhere, and excellent in the in unconditionally loving the light within other people that you know is already there, regardless of their behavior, regardless of what they're saying to you or not saying. You're recognizing the excellence of the presence of the light within all life. As you just took us through that exercise of imagining what what that spirit of excellence would feel like in every area, it really illuminated the, the idea that this is an attribute of the creator and, and instilled into the universe. And so when we're able to achieve these levels of enlighten, of enlightenment, we are automatically more connected to source, more connected to higher consciousness, because that, I mean, this is a vibrational energy that we are sinking with and getting ourselves into. And again, it's not, you will never achieve uh, and I know what you mean, but you will not have to achieve enlightenment. It becomes you by being present-minded in the essence of excellence. And you can't, you can't live a sloppy life and have an excellent life at the same time. You can't do both of those things. Well, how do you achieve this? To use the word achieve, and and that you know we are all programmed to say, well, what do I do? It's the action, it's not the doing. How do I, how do I achieve this enlightenment? Strip away the things of the world. Strip them away. In other words, the ego is bound to the constructs of this world, but the spirit of your excellence is not. And so, in that it's not bound to the constructs of the world, there is nothing that we will ever have to go out and achieve so that we can become something that we already are. To have excellence manifest in your life, All we need to do is to disregard every negative response to threats of failure, threats of lack, disorder, confusion that the ego would ever show up to present to you. Awakening to higher conscience comes to those in constant recognition that first things are first. And in in other words, one cannot sit and watch television day and night and expect to manifest the spirit of excellence from within um, to, to first place in their lives. Break the habit. Jesus said the cares of the world will choke the light. So go out this weekend by looking within. And or look within when you go out this weekend is the proper way to say that. And, and notice the beauty, the, all the beauty that is around you, wherever you are. Maya Angelou said that life is not measured by the number of breaths that we take, but by the moments that take our breath away. You, you can't feed off of TV and uh, align with your higher self. <laughs> you can't do both. Open up your journal. Rewrite the only moment that you have by casting down to no effect the things of this negative world. And those negatives will no longer be a contradiction to your genius of purpose. You know, higher consciousness aligns with life. It aligns with healing. 
And it stands for excellence in all things. And that includes, well, the abundance of life. Let's work on, work on some highest viewpoints. <laughs> Let's just uh, roll right on into our weekend anyway. Yeah. Just say this. Say right now. Right now. I am using the abundant supply. I am using the, the abundant supply. That's filled the universe. That's filled the universe. With the substance of my every need. With the substance of my every need. I am so attracted. I am so attracted. By the beauty of creation. By the beauty of creation. Of which I'm a part of. Of which I am a part of. And the beauty of creation. And the beauty of creation. Is attracted to me. It's attracted to me. My advancing mind, body, and soul. My advancing mind, body, and soul. Is perfectly aligned. It's perfectly aligned. With the words that I speak. With the words that I speak. And the words that I speak. And the words that I speak. Are aligned with the excellence of light that's within me. They are aligned with the excellence of light that's within me. I imagine. I imagine. What I'm creating. What I'm creating. (laughs) With the substance of the words I speak. With the substance of the words that I speak. And today. And today. I'm unwrapping my genius of purpose. I am unwrapping my genius of purpose. Which is a gift to the world. Which is a gift to the world. And I'm overflowing. And I'm overflowing. With the abundance of you and me. With the abundance of you and me. Wow, what a powerful podcast, an enlightening podcast full of light. And we are being sent off into the weekend with a new profound awareness of the spirit of excellence. And if you want to continue stirring all of this up within yourself, make sure that you follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, just get all up in there and make sure that you are receiving those updates every single day because we love you like that. And uh, sending out much love and light uh, that we want to get up in there with all you kids. Be creators all around the world. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.